This week on Achieving Rally, the podcast, we have a special guest, Stacy Palmer. She tells us all about her life-changing decision and explains to us what we as a country need to learn and understand. Sit back and listen to her on this special Achieving Rally, the podcast. See you at the end. All right, everybody. A little different this week. We're going to be doing a little different show. A very special episode <laughs> of Achieving Reality. The more you know. <laughs> no, I need to get that uh, the audio loop from the CBS special presentation. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, you should. That'd be funny. Put that in front of the episode. We have a uh, new old person who's never been here but been here before. A special guest. A special guest. Veteran of four episodes. Right? Veteran of four episodes. The writer of writer of Morningside Monster. Attack of the Morningside Attack Monster. Attack of the Morningside. Well, however you want to. Either way. Say, say it. <laughs> no, Etheridge corrected us. So. Oh. Attack oh. of the Morningside Monster. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, she said, "Depends on what market you're in." Exactly. exactly. And uh, other stuff. Getting ready to work on another project, which we completely failed to pry the details out of Etheridge <laughs> about. Well, he said he couldn't talk about it, so. We didn't really try. Uh, we'd like to introduce we're all you. Like investigative reporters, we are. Yeah, well, <laughs> you have a mustache. I'm Jewish. There you go. I've seen the Zapruder film. Okay. Hey, I, I'm my Ecuadorian. Is that Uh We'd like to give a hearty welcome to Stacy. Yeah. Stacy Palmer. Stacy Palmer. Hello. Hi. Welcome. What's up? <laughs> well, for the listeners um, who may not know, yes, I'm Stacy Palmer. I used to be known as Jason Palmer, and the difference there is two weeks ago I announced to the world that I have started transition from male to female. So that's what's up. <laughs> How's it going with all your various peoples and... Uh, it's been a roller coaster of levels of awesome excitement to really lows of just anxiety and depression. But things are starting to even out, and um, well, yeah, we'll see how how it starts to go in the future. The first two weeks of this public announcement has been a lot of highs and lows, but transition for me uh, on the medical side has been uh, six months, but transition just in general um, has been an ongoing struggle my whole life. But now I'm, you know, now I'm at the point where, where I want to be in life as me. I can be who I've always known I am. And so that's exciting. And I'm happy for like the first time in my life i'm really happy okay i i have one it's not really i mean it's a question yes stacy all right so I, I guess it should be how'd you come up with that one well traditionally okay. when you see it in media you go from like from jason to janice but i'm assuming that's the cliche because that's the, yeah you would that's just like the name that appeals, you right. the name that appeals to you and not Right. That's so why different. that's why I'm asking. I yeah. just don't know how to ask it. When I was growing up, you know, I've known since forever, you know, that I'm a female. And growing up, 
there was a TV show called My Two Dads. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And again and Paul Reiser, right? Right. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. the actress was, uh, well, and I, she still is. Her name is uh, Stacy Keen. Right. And I loved that show when I was young. And I looked up to her in that role. You know, I don't know what it was about. It was just, to me, there was a connection. So as I got older, and it was probably around high school, and of course back in the 80s, there weren't really a lot of resources for transgender people, um, especially transgender children. So by the time that I got to high school and I was finally accepting and understanding this is me, you know, it's it's been me since forever and it's not going away. You know, I just started kind of taking on the name Stacy, and I just felt that it it fit better. And so that's, that's what I where that came from. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, we actually got a Greg Evigan reference into an episode. I know, that's the first one. <laughs> Didn't he have to bring up BJ and the Bear? That's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so how's the transition working with your professional as far as doing the movies and everything else? Does um, any, any kind of impact well, there as well? Yeah, you know, I mean, so in my life, I have been fairly lucky to have been surrounded by a lot of people who are forward thinking and who are maybe not understanding but willing to learn to understand and so for me personally i mean there's been you know there's been some conflict here and there but the majority of people who are in my life have been wonderful as far as expressing um, support and kindness and stuff. And, you know, part of my transition and part of being transgender and part of my coming out, there's a lot of guilt and a lot of anxiety and shame that you feel when you're transgender. For me personally, there was a lot of, I almost felt like, like I was lying to a lot of people. And not that I was intentionally, and I am no different than the person that you all knew, you know, on the outside, who I, or on the inside, rather. Um, I'm still that same person. I'm just happier. But for many years, there was who am I and all this guilt and shame um, because again, yeah, I felt that I was lying to people because I was never really my true self and now I can be, and that's an amazing feeling. So as far as film goes, for 40 years, I've been on the sidelines of the transgender fight and I've been a cheerleader and a rah-rah and now I'm, you know, front and center. But part of the time when I was hiding I've been involved in transgender issues as far as you know support groups and transgender youth and different ways to kind of bring the subject to the public eye and also help where I could and that was you know and that was another thing that I felt guilty about was there was all these people who are coming out and who are you know, doing all these wonderful things for the trans community, and I'm sitting back, and I'm, you know, I'm kind of like, uh, and that is not me. I am the kind of person who needs to 
when I see people that I care about in trouble, you know, I need to help. And so as a community, um, you know, and again, transgender people, we are not all connected in any way, but at the same time, we share similar struggles. And so for me to sit back and continuously watching these people who are coming out and these people who are getting bullied and these people who are getting treated terribly, and I don't, you know, obviously I don't think it's fair. So I needed for me to stand up and be like, look, it's me too. So if you're going to shame that person or you're going to talk bad about that person, you're directing that to me. And again, I've had so many wonderful people in my life who may have thought that way are now questioning. And that I find rewarding in, again, you may not understand it, but okay, wait a minute, it's not what I thought. And that's, you know, the thing with being transgender, that there's a lot of misconceptions. And again, coming back to your original question, because I haven't forgot, transgender uh, filmmaking. Uh, so part of being on the sidelines was I created a group for transgender filmmakers. And it is a secret group for people who are transgender or people who were like me who are transgender but can't come out yet for various reasons. It's basically a resource center for us to confide in each other, share experiences of what it's like to be transgender in the film industry, knowing which companies are trans-friendly, and which companies you can go in and do an interview without fear of they're looking at me for my you know gender and they're not looking at my resume of experience. And so I created that and um, we, we have a, a nice uh, size members and I hope, it, I hope it continues to grow. And we have members from all over the world. And, you know, it's the one thing I have to say about film and the film industry is it's, it's not without its faults and it's definitely not without a lot of, you know, feedback and, you know, and pushing and shoving. But it is an, an industry that's more willing to accept people who are different. And, um, you know, and so that's good. Must always had a more progressive bent to the film industry. Well, they got their start from the stage, too. And there's a reason we refer to it as liberal arts. It, yeah. It's a more liberal way of thinking. Yeah. In most cases, playing pretend. Yeah, yeah. So you got to have a more open mind, be able to grasp abstracts and... Or some other Freudian bullshit. <laughs> or some other Freudian bullshit. Um, but, well, and, you know, and that's the thing that uh, I love about film. You know, for a lot of people, TV is their window to the world. So for a lot of people, you know, this is, hey, you know, first time I'm seeing transgender people, first time I'm, you know, seeing African-American people, first time I'm seeing, you know, gay people. So for the longest time, that has not been kind to transgender people, especially again, like when I was growing up and you guys were all around the same age, um, 
there was no real good resources or outlets before. You know, I mean, even though the internet is, you know, terrible as far as a lot of the stuff that you can find, uh, there you are also... just ended that sentence that the internet is terrible. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> but the internet is a lot better than... Um, when I was growing up, the only transgender characters that I remember seeing were either on Jerry Springer, and I knew I didn't identify with those types of people. Or, I don't think anybody does. Right. Or, you know, or the, the you know, like um, Buffalo Bill and Silence of the Lambs or, you know, Leatherface and Texas Chainsaw Massacre. It was like, okay, here I am. I'm a, you know... 10-year-old child, I'm completely frightened of the world, I can't come out to my family, and I have no idea what's going on, like, with my, you know, with anything, and the only examples of people who I see that kind of feel like me are serial killers in horror films, and trash on Jerry Springer, and so... I can only think of one positive portrayal in... Um, Roberta Muldoon from World According to Garb. Oh, oh yeah, yes, totally John Lithgow. Yeah, that. yeah, it's, it's a good movie too. You know, it's funny now that I'm thinking about it. At ten, I had seen the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, but I hadn't seen uh, I hadn't seen Garb. So, mm -hmm. um, a very interesting reflection. Still, that, that still shows where this society was heading. Yeah, I mean, I saw Garp years later, and I was like, why was I not allowed to see this movie? Because mm -hmm. well, I was like you. I got to see blood and guts being flung all over the screen and watch people get eviscerated. But we couldn't watch the world according to guard. Yeah. <laughs> because, you know, it's a, hey, you know. Well, uh, and your point is extremely valid is, and, and that goes for really anything related to sex or sexual anything, is that let the kids see the violence, but when it comes to expressing physical love or physical differences, no, 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 no. Let's stop. Now you're you're getting a little yeah. you're, now you're getting, getting a little strange. too far. It's like, really? So you know, yeah. I mean, it's an interesting. Now you're making the adults uncomfortable. And see, and that's the thing. Then it leads to questions, mm -hmm. and then you know, but no answers. Well, oh, there's answers. There's just, answers. It's just they, hard. They, they spend a lot of time well, running around the bush. Well, it leads to questions that we're not answering. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I I mean, most <laughs> children understand, and this is my opinion, the difference of TV and reality. And they understand that this isn't real and this isn't happening. And um, and I think that's why there may be some of that anxiety for parents. Because the children, for the most part, will understand, hey, you know, there's scary elements to the world, but this isn't really going to happen. Whereas with, you know, sex and, and adult themes... You know, that's a daily thing that we deal with mm -hmm. every day, and it's part of life. And that's when, yes, the, you know, the questions come as far as, oh, what is that? Well, mom and dad can't say, oh, that's just movie magic. That's fake. Don't worry about it. Well, you know, no, that's real, and people do that. And, that's, <laughs> and, see, that's, and if that, we didn't, we wouldn't be here. That brings up an interesting yeah. dichotomy, though, that we're, as a society... We'll put scantily clad women in a movie that's geared towards kids. Mm, yeah. But why people take notice of the scantily clad woman, we want to yeah. gloss over. Now, granted, a lot of the times you've got the scantily clad woman in there to keep the adult entertained. Well, yes. Yeah. Especially now. But it's still in, I mean, like, 
Yeah. The Megan Fox in one of the Transformers movies. Yeah. Or... Look, that's why they put all the innuendo in all the movies. It's so the parents can find it funny, too. And the kid doesn't get the joke, but he's laughing because everybody else in the room is laughing. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, but, there's I mean, a... Oh, uh, when we're talking about media like that, we should make a distinction that there are differences. There's a difference between transgender and cross-dressing or oh, uh, yeah. Like, yeah, what you see going on on RuPaul right. yeah. is, is different. Well, yeah. you've got Uncle Milty. In each case. Right. Who was different. Well, he was, yes, but he had a couple of female characters, but in the time, it was just considered cross-dressing. That and was, that's really what it but was. But there was no sexual connotation there. Right, exactly. He, None whatsoever. It was, a, it was a bit he was doing on a show. Right. right. So the difference of transgender and transvestites and cross-dressing and drag queens and all that is with transgender people we don't feel that we were born in the wrong body like that's a, a misconception of the oh i'm a man born in a woman's body or whatever no we're born in the right body for us we are just misgendered at birth and what that means is when we are conceived, here's the medical and the scientific side of... Everybody put your thinking cap on. ...being transgender. When we are conceived, our body is, you know, thrown together from DNA and all that other stuff. But the brain doesn't really start to develop until six weeks later. So sometimes, and with transgender people, there is a disconnect in the way the body is forming compared to the way the brain is forming because the brain of women and the brain of men are are different in subtle ways. And there have been uh, research shown that the brain of a transgender woman is closer in resemblance to the brain of a cisgender woman. So we are not born in the wrong body. We modify our bodies to feel better about ourselves But there is nothing wrong with us, and there's nothing wrong with our thinking. What is wrong is the way society has learned to base gender identity on physical parts of a person's body. A, you're born with this organ, you're a boy. B, you're born with that organ, you're a girl. Well, no, not for everybody. That is a big misconception about transgender people compared to transvestites who... Transvestites are people who wear clothing of the opposite sex because they just find it more comfortable or or whatever. No, I've never seen myself as anything but female. And I remember myself when I was six. My family was going to Disney World, and I was so excited... Because everybody kept saying, oh, Disney World's where wishes come true, where wishes come true. And I was like, yay, getting on the plane at Newark Airport. Yay, we're going to Disneyland. Because the entire time, my wish was, okay, I'm going to get there and people are going to finally start to see me as a girl and know that I'm a girl. And that was my entire expectation of going to Disney World was... For that wish to come true. And of course it didn't. And, you know. What? Oh, Jiminy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so anyway, so yes, that that wish didn't come true. And, you know, uh, again, there was that lesson of, you know, 
That's kind of harsh lesson. Yeah. At that age too. So she doesn't like Mickey anymore. Um, no. No. Mickey no. keeps. Mickey keeps bringing the Star Wars. <laughs> now. Well, I'm assuming I, nothing's changed with the Star Wars. No, nothing has changed with Star Wars. I love Star Wars. I I'm actually very worried that they're going to oversaturate the market with Star Wars. I told you. The same as they did with the Marvel stuff. Of course they will. That's what I. And people will continue to watch it. Well, yes, but you know. But uh, when you do that, the quality tends to sink. Yeah. So that's some differences, and then like as far as like drag queens and drag kings are. You know, just entertainers. And that's kind of what... Drag kings? Drag kings are mm -hmm. cisgender women. And do you all know what cisgender and transgender No, I was going to tell... Well, I, I, okay. I, I know the transgender. I never heard the right. other. I was going to say you're going to have to explain that okay. a little bit. So transgender is um, people who what? do not identify with the sex that they were identified as, uh, at birth. Right. While cisgender people are people like yourselves who probably never questioned so single your... gender well i guess that's not right that's is not it? well you're a guy who knows you're a guy yeah yes let me let me ask you and this is kind of a, a, a i'm kind of baiting you here but when you were a child from the moment that you can remember to this point in your life has there ever been a question in your mind of wait a minute i'm a woman no no so you're cisgender. Okay. And in my mind, there has never been a question of anything else except that I'm a woman. Okay. You know, that is, a, uh, is hard for a lot of people to, to understand why, because a lot of people don't ever question and don't have to question their gender. And really, it, like for a lot of transgender people, we would not question who we are except for the social norms that are pushed on us as children and, you know, even as adults. I mean, there's so many different things that play into gender roles, gender stereotypes. And when you are transgender, you are hyper aware of that. You know, there's like every little thing. Um, and I'm going to shift over to another story, which is kind of relevant. When I came out two weeks ago, a friend of mine said to me, I would have never known you're so masculine. Well, that is because I'm a good actor. And I spent years of my life watching how boys played, watching mannerisms, understanding what should be expected of me as a male child in America. And I spent... 40 years building up this wall because I was so scared that somebody, you know, I may slip or, you know, I may say something that might give away that I'm trans. So like I spent 40 years building up this wall. I got really good at pretending and not to say that hasn't had an influence on my personality in my life because it has just like everything else. Now that, you know, now that that wall is knocked down and I don't have to hide and I don't have to, you know, don't have to talk in my, you know, it's so liberating and it's just so exciting. And for me, the, the best way I try to describe it to um, people is just try to live as the opposite sex and see if you can do it. And if you can't, like, Larry, 
If I said, okay, from now on, you're a woman, and we all say, you're a woman, you'd be like, no, I'm not. And be like, yeah, yeah, you are. Like, some, uh, imagine you're in some weird twilight zone. And so now you're a woman. I'm and, not in your twilight zone. You know, <laughs> how would that make you feel? Honestly, I'm asking, how would that make you feel? Uh, I don't know. I, I can't think that way, so... But you have you to. Might, you, might, you might be confused. Yeah, it might be kind of weirded out. So if for, you've been used to something while. for so long, and then all of a sudden this change, because change doesn't happen that easily for a lot of people. Yeah. Well, and so that's that's what it's like to be a trans person, is we Brains know... Brains <laughs> What? Brains of the operation. Okay. <laughs> so we know, but other people don't. And that creates a lot of frustration, a lot of depression, a lot of anger. And then for transgender people, there's gender dysphoria, which is the discomfort of being in your own skin. Like I, up until, you know, like up until I started transitioning, I couldn't look at a mirror. And, uh, you know, like I would get dressed in the morning and I would brush my hair and whatever, but it was always out of the corner of my eye. I could never look because what I saw wasn't how I felt. And um, it's not enough, I think, but the trope of the movies, you're looking in the mirror, somebody else is looking back. Right. Yeah. So, yes. Yeah, so, so I say that to people. Just imagine, you know, all of a sudden you have to live as the opposite sex and you have to fall into those social norms and you have to abide by... Otherwise, you're going to lose your family, you're going to lose your job, you know, you're going to be a victim of violence. It's not fair for trans people. It's time for us as a society to understand that there are more, you know, that everything is not just black and white, that there is gray. Yes, 99% of the population it works for, but for the 1% that it doesn't, um, there's a complete spectrum of, you know, just transgender and gay and lesbian and intersex and pansexual. And, and there are differences. Yeah. Oh, and there, yeah, there's many differences. And to be honest, like, you know, I'm not going to get into all those others because I don't identify and I don't want to speak for them. And, you know, and I obviously I don't speak for all trans people. Um, I just speak for me and um, kind of the... Uh, community in general. Oh, you, she's having fun. Yeah. yeah. For the benefit of the people listening, there are children playing outside the studio, <laughs> and I cannot filter that out. So, but so yeah. So that's kind of kind of what I want people to know. I was just thinking it was important to dis- to make that distinction that there are differences between these. Most people will just lump everything together, you know, transgender, gay, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. So they don't, it doesn't apply to them, so they don't really go into the subtleties. And But I think it's also because a lot of people are not educated on that kind of stuff. It's either they're not educated or they don't want to know because they're like... Or both. They could be both, you know? Yeah. I mean, but what people do, you know, fail to understand is that everybody has something different about them. Exactly. Not me. I'm a robot. Man, that makes you different. That, makes you different. <laughs> that puts you in a harsh minority. <laughs> I think. Yeah. But, no, I mean, that, that's that's completely... I mean, that's the hitting the nail on the head. And, and I wrote an essay recently kind of highlighting that as, you know, a trans person who's 
semi in the public eye, I knew that my announcement was going to have a ripple effect on certain communities. But the one, you know, the one thing that I wrote was when I did that, there would be people who would go through my life and find something wrong or something different so that they can say, hey, look, trans people are bad. And then at the same time, there are people who want to hail me as a champion for trans rights and whatever. But me, I'm neither. And people gravitate toward those opposite ends of the spectrums because they don't know a lot, because there is a lack of education. And, you know, the, the phrase that I used in the essay was transgender people are unknown and people either fear the unknown or romanticize it. And at the end of the day, you know, we're just people. We're good, we're bad, you know, there we're everything in between. And that is all people in the transgender community want. Like as far as you hear about the LGBT agenda, which I love, the LGB agenda, you know. It's like, well, here's our agenda. Um, we don't want to be murdered. We want to be able to use the bathroom and, you know, little human rights. That, uh, I, I don't know. I, I know it's kind of pushing, pushing our luck asking for that, but I don't think that it's out of the question that, you know. I think that murdered one would probably be pretty easy to, to um, get. I know it's, it's not, but, you know, that'd be the one that I think everybody should be able to kind of get around. Hey, don't murder anyone. And so that so when you hear the LGBT agenda, that's all it is is we just want to be treated as anybody else as a you know we are part of the human race, you know like it or not we're here. You can try to keep us down and you can pretend that we don't exist and you know you can hide behind religion or you can hide behind this and that. But the fact of the matter is. In my eyes, my God made me correctly. You may not think that, and hey, that's uh, God bless you. Though we live in that country that you can think that way, but you may not like me, but you still need to respect me. You know, that's all we want, and that I can, you know, say we in general because who doesn't want that? That's true. Yeah, and I, like I told you originally, if you're happy, I'm happy. You know, right. and you are. So I am. And, you know, he doesn't come over here and punch me in the face, you know, <laughs> every, every three weeks oh, or so. Oh, to get Hang Hotter to do it. <laughs> no, that's in the chest. Uh, no, it's like a great no, sound. No, no, yeah. <laughs> but uh, we have fun. Right. Yeah, exactly. You know, you got a hold of us and, and you were like, I would love to do this. We are like, absolutely. Well, no. And, you know, and you guys have been in my life and been um, friends of mine for many years. Yeah. And I understand. I, and again, one of the reasons why I'm doing this and one of the reasons why I reached out to you is because I do have a somewhat public ear and I am able to get my voice out there. And I've known you guys for so long that, you know, I know in your hearts you know, you mess up the pronouns, um, but that's, that's you the know, learning curve. but yeah, right. That's, that's because, you know, because it's, it's different now, but you know, in a month, it's not going to be, 
you know, exactly. one, you know, you got to get, and this goes just for everybody, everybody listening, you got to get over that initial shock. Once you get over that initial shock and you see, oh, wait a minute. Okay. She's still the same. You know, it's a, just different pronouns. You just get comfortable with it. It would be wonderful that we could do that. If, if I could have lived a life where that was my whole life. This, well, we wouldn't be doing know, this right, right. now. Yeah, I mean, it would have been completely different. But um, part of this journey for me was realizing how little education there is. And uh, you guys have been part of my extended family for years. But even other people that I knew from when I was in high school, talking to them, they had little to no idea of any of the stuff that transgender people, gay people, any people in the LGBT spectrum um, are going through because they don't, you know, it's not something that they have to deal with, not something that they have to go through. So, you know, so there's a lot of questions, a lot of what is okay to ask a transgender person. And my rule of thumb on that is if you won't ask a cisgender person something, don't ask a transgender person. So well, then I better not ask you anything because I'll ask anybody anything. Well, <laughs> yes, but that's you. <laughs> True. But would you walk up to a woman on the street that you don't know and say, "Oh, did you just have a boob job done?" I don't know. I might. Well, <laughs> most people wouldn't. And that is again. I will, I will represent most people. You yes. can represent Larry. <laughs> No, probably not. But that's right. also because I just don't talk to people on the street. Right. But but even still, okay, so like a, a friend of yours or an actress that you're working with, I mean, would you say, oh, you had your nose done? Or, oh, I see that your hair's dyed. You know, there's... Well, I mean, if it's like well, neon orange, yeah. yeah. Well, yes, well, yes. No, no my, I, my well, filter yes. does work sometimes. Right. So. But the point is... You know, don't go asking trans people about their sex life if you wouldn't. That's, that's right. not your business. It will, exactly. Yeah. But yeah. people people don't get that. Like, you know, the first thing a lot of people ask is, oh, so, you know, are you, you know, getting surgery? Well, maybe, maybe not. But, you know, if I do, that's my business, you know, like, yeah, exactly. you know, so... A lot of it's common sense, and again, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna look at Chris. A lot, of, a lot of it's tact, <laughs> right? Which is something we haven't um, discussed on the podcast in a while. That's because there isn't very much on this end of the table. But you know, and it's just normal manners. Like Larry, I love you, but I don't care what you're doing in the bedroom, and I don't care what you're doing in the bathroom, and I don't care. You don't. What um, is under yeah. your clothes? You know, like. Underwear. And, uh, well, I don't, I don't care <laughs> um, because it's not for me to care about. Exactly. You know, so when you're talking to a transgender person um, and me, I'm more than willing to talk about things because I think right now people need to be educated. And if there is a question and I don't get offended easily, you know, I try to answer everything as truthfully and honestly as possible just in the, okay, well, now, you know, this is what happened. Um, a rule of thumb in general, if you see a trans person, you know, don't just start asking them weird questions. Don't let your curiosity overwhelm your 
Right. Good sense. Because there is Google. And if you do Google in the proper way, you can learn a lot. If you turn um, your safe search on. Yes, if you turn your safe search on. And if you Google in the improper way, there's a area called the dark web. <laughs> Stay away. You can't get to the dark web through Google. No, no, you can't, actually. That's well, true. you got to have a proxy server. Well, you mentioned that, um, that you have a group. I'm going to cut all yes. that out. That, uh, that's fine. That is uh, for the one dark of web the, episode. the film groups that you created. Yes. Yeah. Secret group. Do you have any upcoming projects? Oh, no. We, um, basically, my goal with my, um, my group for the transgender filmmakers is... You know, when um, you say it's a secret group, you, you're talking about, like, like, on Facebook. It'd be, like, a... It's not open to the public. Right, yes. I'm, I, I do a, a thorough background search on everybody to make sure that they are transgender and that they're not, you know, just trying to get into the group for whatever reasons... Because it's, you know, it's, it's rather boring for other people, you know, it's, it basically, I gather resources and I share job openings and I share companies that are good companies to work for that, you know, trans people can work at and just not feel like, you know, they're being looked at through the corner of their eye the entire time. And, um. Just want to dispel that because when you say when you call it a secret group, it kind of well, uh, that's a that's sounds, a that secret yeah. trans group. It's, just not, it's part just, of our agenda. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's just not open that to create secret groups. It's just not open to anybody, right? Yeah. So it, it's, yeah. it's an invitation only, basically. right? And it, it's very private because you know people need their privacy, and uh, and some you know. people would take advantage of exactly. You know, if, yeah. You know, there's, Plenty of keyboard cowboys that would just love to get in there and just start, fl- as they would Flinging put it, fl- yeah. yeah. We, yes, we promote each other's projects and we share, like, you know, I said, hey, I'm going on a podcast today and talk about trans issues. Yeah, so when we talk about, you know, the group, it's nothing more than that, you know. It's, it's just a safe place for trans people and entertainment Um like film and television and web series, any, anything to do with visual media, really. It's just, you know, for us to hang out and, you know, just like fans of Alabama or fans of Iron Maiden or Jaws, you know, it's a group that you can get together with similar interests that can help you. Yeah, I'm in a couple of horror groups that are, that are like that. They were invitation only. Yeah. No, I'm just saying. No, I'm just saying. no I mean it's, it's the, the same, same idea. Thing. I mean, same idea. Same idea, just a little weightier. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, the topic is because if you're, you're only marginally is, like Iron Maiden, you could probably still get in that group. <laughs> well, yeah, but I'm just saying, it's the same yeah. basic idea. It's yeah, but it's an invitation only. You know, and she vets the people, make sure that everything is copacetic, and then says, "Okay, here's your here's your invite." Yeah. Or just put you in. Right. Uh, we but, have a closed group for pop culture architects. Yeah. Too. I, mean, I don't like that they changed it to secret. Yeah. yeah. That, that, yeah. that, that that's makes what, you feel dirty. <laughs> I'm involved with all these secret groups and it's just, it's, they're just closed groups. No, they're, they're just closed just groups. Not, not I don't know public. why they changed it. I mean, when it was, they call them invitation only groups, it was okay. And then they call them uh, closed Close groups. groups. And I was like, yeah, that works actually better. And then they, I started getting invites to secret groups. I'm like, 
What? Yeah. Then you're answering that black web you were talking yeah, yeah, about. Yeah, I'm going back to the, to the dark web. I'm uh, like, the dark web. I'm like, what in the hell is... I'm almost afraid to accept the invite. <laughs> what am I, I getting myself into? The very first one I got, I knew the person. I knew what the group was about. And I'm like, oh, he didn't tell me it was a secret group. I was like, uh, no. The last one I accepted the invite to was running through the woods chasing clowns with a camera. <laughs> I wish I was one of them, but I'd be busy. We have a business to run. Yeah. Kind of. Which that should be a secret group, I think. What, my business? No, running through the woods chasing clowns with a camera. Um, that should be a secret probably is. It probably is. <laughs> now that I think about it. it. Might be on the dark web for all we know. Lots of clowns on the dark web. Uh, that's true. These days, yes. So, but yeah. I was, I'm glad we found a nice private piece of land to do that on, because I've seen a lot of videos recently of people trying to chase down those... Uh, that's because those people are the people who are the clown are idiots yes so the best one was the original one and it's the British guy scary mask walks out no doesn't walk out people have to get into his line of view uh, crushes a mannequin head blood goes everywhere and then he just looks at, at the people walking in and he starts walking after them with the hammer that was the best because it was the one who started everything and it was funny and then from that point, it just went ridiculous. It just went crazy. People getting stuff like this and then getting shot. Yeah. yeah. That's going to go into the clip show. <laughs> <laughs> That's how we run. There's a lot of tangents. So the issue of like transgender people in bathrooms and stuff has become such a, you know, a rabid topic for both sides. <laughs> There's people, oh, well, we need to think of the, the safety of the children. And, and what Larry and I were talking about off air was my argument to that side is whether there's a law or not, anybody, if they wanted to, could go into a bathroom and do bad things. Singling out trans people is unhealthy because then you're making transgender people the criminal. And they're not the criminal. The criminal is the person who says... It's the creepy guy. It's is the creepy guy who does it. They're the criminal. The guy, you know, you were saying there's an example on the internet. I, well, no, I, this was in national yeah. news. He's like... Because Target right. made the thing. Well, the yeah. guy went in. He's like 6'2". He looks up to be about 300 pounds. He had a full beard. And he goes, oh, well, I identify as a woman. Just so he could go and hang out in the woman's changing. Right. So let me stop you. Now, if he is telling the truth or she, you know, if he identifies as a woman and is going through the process, then that's, you know, in my eyes, there's nothing wrong with that. But here's where it becomes the issue is he's doing that as an example. And he's saying, I'm really not a woman, but... You know, this is how easy. Well, if you are not a woman, then you are actually breaking the law. Exactly. Because it may seem like a far-fetched kind of uh, simile, but it would be like me saying, oh, well, I'm a doctor. I mean, you don't know. I, I, I could be, but I'm not. But if I were to go into a hospital and start performing operations, yeah, and they found out I wasn't a doctor... Yeah, there would be legal ramifications. Right. So the transgender person is not the criminal in that situation. This person who's acting and trying to pretend to be transgender just to, A, prove a point, 
or you know access a woman's that's the criminal mm -hmm. and that is what cisgender women cisgender girls um trans women trans girls need to be protected against right that's where the safety issue comes in and you know and there was another essay that i had i wrote a while ago on the subject of and it was kind of addressed to the bigots out there transitioning again coming out i could lose family i could lose friends i could lose my job my body is going through physical changes i am not doing all of that just to see up a girl's skirt because yeah you know that's what the internet's for <laughs> <laughs> well and look i know what panties look like so to label all you know like to make the law based around transgender people you're targeting the wrong people because transgender people aren't the problem it's the criminals yeah you know? well and they don't follow the law anyways otherwise right. they wouldn't be criminals right and you know and again that's not to say that there aren't bad trans people out there and you know not to say that there's trans people that you know are perfect but in any community there is good and there's bad but if we were to say okay well you know and again this is kind of a, a big issue that we're facing though but you know if you were to say a, a certain type of religion uh, jewish catholic or whatever can't do it you know you can't go in there because you're you're you know you're uncircumcised or whatever that's wrong <laughs> like no like they're just going in to use the bathroom whatever's in their pants is not identifying them and you know and that goes the same for trans people like we just want to use the bathroom like it's yeah it's the creepy guy yeah you know that's pretending to be something he's not that you, you need to be careful of. yeah that and then that's one of the ones that even on the talk radios and everything and all the talking heads on the tv until the right. election really got swinging uh that's all they were talking about for a while there to the point where it was brought into my business. And someone came in and dead asked me, what would you do if somebody wanted to use the ladies' room and was specifically not a woman? I'm like, I don't care. There's a toilet. As long as you're not bringing friends in there with you, right. go right ahead. In fact, I mean, last night, a guy was sitting there doing the, the dance and the ladies' room came free. He's like, I don't care. And he, yeah. and he went in. And uh, now, in my situation, we've only got four toilets, and they're all separated out. So it's not a big deal for us. But they asked. And there's like, well, you know, what if this? And uh, I was like, and, and Dave was even there, too. And he's like, we, we, don't, we don't care. Yeah. It's like, use, use the bathroom. You got to go, go. Right. I said, we don't care. So, uh, I mean, now if it's one of the ones with the multi-stalls or anything, that's where I can see the worry coming in. But even if we had two in one, I'm, I think I'm still going to be like, I, if you got to use it, go. You yeah. got to go, go. Because I don't want to have to clean that mess off my floor. <laughs> right. right. So, And the thing, uh, again, is even before this became such a, like, a hot topic, like, 
I've used the bathroom that I identify with many times and there's never been an issue of, you know, because I, you know, I'm, I present female and I'm not in there staring at people and, you know, even, you know, whenever I've used the male restroom, you don't stand there and no. look at people no. and, you know. Well, you know, like, that's just, that's just okay, a grand it's human joke, sense. but it's just yes. etiquette too. Yes. Yeah. You're like, hey, Bill, how you doing? Right. You know, no, you're not going to do that. You just, you go in there, you do your thing, you wash your hands, you get the hell out. Exactly. And that's, you know, and that's, uh, again, like why we need more education on, because, you know, yeah, because we don't want to just go in and, Look around. <laughs> like, I, I, I think the thing that made it such a hot, such a hot topic at the time, was because of the criminal element. Because they were going to use it. Because now they're like, oh, hey, now I can just say this and. and yeah, go well, in. but but see, that didn't become a problem until they made a law. That's that's what it. I'm saying about it. Yeah. That's that's what I'm saying. It didn't become a big a big stink. Right. Eh, bathroom stink. Uh until they made the law. Right. Until they made the until they created the problem. Exactly. And that exactly. was that was prefaced. I mean, just just before that was the whole stink about Target and they were gonna degenderify the toy section. Yeah. They were gonna put there's oh, a, I'd, a see, toy I'd, section. Passed over me. And they weren't gonna have a yeah, girl they, section and a boy section. They were gonna put Star Wars next to Barbie and just have a toy section. Yeah. That's awesome. And they and, and people just raised all kinds of people really? lost their minds. I, I don't like it because, and, and this is a weird thing, and it's just, it's because I'm Larry. It's too hard to have to dig through all that crap. Just give me my stuff in one section. I just want to walk in and go, ooh, and get, and get out. You so, know? basically, you need Target and Walmart to come up with the Larry section. <laughs> there you, yes. It only have certain your, figures your and Facebook, uh, <laughs> and all my movies will be everything will be there. It'll yeah. be like you know sheets for the bed, and I gotta. Mm -hmm. I just walk in and go. Uh, where do you have the Larry section? Oh, that's nineteen. Thank you. Yeah. I just go and grab everything I need, throw it in the cart, and get out. <laughs> there you go. I'm still waiting for the degenderified bicycles. Yeah, but they're already bicycles. Well, it doesn't make sense to begin with. Uh, they actually already had. If you look at a lot of mountain bikes. They don't have the bar going like this anymore. It's it's yeah. it's the it's the angled one, which is actually safer. It's actually more supportive mm. of the bike itself. So they have done mostly now, but yeah, you're right. That's that is kind of weird. Yeah, well, I've always hated that. Don't play with that. That's for boys, or don't play with that. That's for girls. And it's like, no, you're just limiting imagination, and you're limiting like. The, the sad thing, especially with with children, is just because a, a boy plays with a doll, they're not going to be gay, they're not going to be trans, you know, like a girl wants to play football, you know, she's not going to be gay, she's not going to be trans, you know, it doesn't work that way, you know. No. And um, I don't see there's actually a female kicker now on a college team, I can't remember which team it was, but... She's had like 100%. Boom, 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 boom. I was like, holy crap, and that's in football. Yeah. Um, Attack of the Morningside Monster starred uh, Catherine Tabor, um, among others. And Catherine Tabor does the voice of um, Padme on mm -hmm. the Clone Wars TV show, The Star Wars. And um, I remember when 
we learned that we were going to work with her, I wanted to get a Amidala action figure to get her to sign for me. And I couldn't find one. I looked everywhere. And then you could, you, like on eBay, you could find them and they were like crazy expensive. They're like one and, case, one and case you know, and this like was that. like the week before we were, you know, I was about to meet her. So I didn't even have time for any of that. But we get ready for a movie thing. <laughs> but we talked about it. And I said, you know, I said, you know, I tried finding uh, an Amidala. And she's like, yeah, you know, it's just, they don't want to. And uh, forgive me if I'm, um, I'm paraphrasing here. So the basic idea was the company doesn't want to put a lot of money into a female action figure for a boy's line of toys. They just did that with Ray too. Yeah, they was, did, and that was yeah, well. and that was crazy. Because like, <laughs> if it wasn't for her, the movie I mean, she's would never the progress. Figure of the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I was just like, oh, okay, because there was a lot of people. Just collectors in general, yeah, which are usually fat, heavy nerds that wear glasses. Hey, <laughs> how can you how can you not do this? Yeah, you're you're not allowing. First of all, the young girl who's incredibly into it because I know there was a girl last night. I spent an hour talking Star Wars. Yeah, she was flipping out, and uh, I was like, you you can't have that in. You can't not have that in there. Right. Not just for the fact that you're not completing the set, but there's plenty of people out there who love this stuff. They'll take their Star Wars figures and use, if it's a little girl or whatever, use their Barbies with, yeah. you know, yeah. and create the cantina scene, for heaven's sakes. I, I, it, that stuff just blows my mind. They're, you're, you're losing so much money in just marketing for... Well, they got flack for having a female protagonist. Yeah, which be the central character, which is also movie. stupid. But whatever. Because well, Star Wars yeah. is for boys, so it should be boys. No, and like well, yeah. no. I mean, so then what is Star Trek for? Dogs, Vulcans, Vulcans. <laughs> no, but Star I mean, Trek yeah. is for sci-fi nerds. Oh, okay. Star Wars is for nerds in general. Oh, oh I... very sciencey on the Star Trek side. Oh, so I fall into just the, the, the general pre, nerd the, category. The pre-Abrams Star Trek was very sciencey. The post Abrams Star Trek is a little more Star Wars actiony. So, which has uh, nothing to do with anything. But. No, but it, it does go to prove a point. They're making it worse by thinking they're making it better. And let me interrupt because <laughs> this brings up a very funny um, story that I was kind of keeping in my head about media and transgender. You know, since I came out, I had people, you know, friends who didn't understand and who I wanted to talk. And um, a friend of mine called me up and her and I were talking and, you know, she brought up Caitlyn Jenner and she brought up Caitlyn Jenner's show, I Am Kate, you know, and she's like, well, I found it really boring. And I said, yeah, it's boring because they're focusing on the gimmick of transgender, right? And beyond transgender, there's, it's not that exciting, like... You know, and so the show is going to be boring because it's just a person living their life. And that's what transgender people are doing. We're living our lives. Like, if you were to put a camera on me, I get home, I play video games, I kiss my wife, maybe not in that order. Um, <laughs> you know, I, you know, I'll feed the cats and, you know, I'll play my guitar. It, you know, like, 
on the exception of coming to Larry's and recording a podcast, that was my week. You know, so it's like, you know, and, so and editing. Right. Oh, well, which we know is scintillating TV to watch somebody edit. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, I I I stay up the whole time during the forty eight watching him edit. But that's that's just to a good point. When it was keeping up with the Kardashians and he was Bruce Jenner, he was boring. Now that he's Caitlyn Jenner, you expect him to be really exciting. And yet he's <laughs> she is she. still boring. She's that's still, why the show's not on TV. Exactly. That's why it got canceled. She still has the same I mean the the person is physically different. Right. But yeah, she's still the but same she's, person. She's still the same she's person. She's not gonna go home and suddenly be, you know, Anna Nicole. <laughs> because some of her stuff is now she's boring a she. too. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, but people want tuned in for the boring stuff she was doing. Well, yeah, but you want to watch the train wreck. I mean, we knew Bruce Jenner was not the most exciting guy in the world. He's very athletic. Mm-hmm. Seemed like a pretty stand-up guy, but the right. most exciting thing he did was that Village People movie. Oh, Stephen Stop the music. In that. <laughs> that was a bad... I think Fantasy Island, too. But, uh, yeah. Well, everybody's been on Fantasy Island. Other than that, yeah, I mean, he's just a guy. You're right. And, well, and, that, and that is... Ultimately, the thing, hopefully, once we get over this irrational fear of what we think transgender people may be, and we finally start to see, oh, I was in a store with a trans person, and I survived. You're not vampires. Exactly. We're not vampires, but there are people... I would just make it more fun. (laughs) There are people who think that we are there's people who think that we're crazed perverted sex addicts who blah 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 and i'm sure there are again i'm sure there are but i can only speak for me as far as my character traits and attributes and i don't fall in in that (laughs) my venn diagram does not include that circle so (laughs) and i mean that's shared with a lot of other communities i mean you get that with the goths a lot and certainly gays just suffered from that. And you, yeah. should, you should hear things we say about the Jews. Oh, yeah, gosh. You know, it's like, yeah, I mean... Most like, hated religion on the planet. Thank you very much. You're terrible. getting competition well, these days. Yeah. Yeah, no, these it's days. still the most hated religion on the planet. Well, you've had more time. <laughs> yeah, almost 6,000 years. And, you know, and the, it's terrible. It's terrible, like... I don't know. I, I get depressed in the fact of I just want people to people to understand and learn like 6,000 years of persecution and you still like we're still here. They're still here. The world is still here. If they were the devil as they had been publicized, publicized then why hasn't the devil come and taken over the world? You know, like we have. Uh, oh, uh, never mind. You work in the movie industry, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you know, but it's just silly to me. It's silly to me that history shows that people, you know, religion, race, whatever, like that has not affected the outcome of humans in in any way. I mean, you know, for good or for bad, we're still really much the same. And, the way we think and the way we live. Yeah. I think it's the whole learned thing because you're, it's pounded into you. The minute you're able to comprehend it, somebody is pounding into your head 
don't talk to that person. That mm-hmm. per- and it goes back to the, it goes, hey, it goes all the way back to the beginning. That person's different. Yeah. Well, and, and I'll share this story with you. Um, you all have read or may not have, um, depending, my uh, story, my history of being, you know, from, from when I was young. But what you're saying about, like, it being forced into you, and I'm sharing this with the audience because they may not have heard this story or read this story. But for me, you know, I, again, I've always saw myself as female. And so one day when I was young, we were getting, um, we, were, we were getting ready to go to a day camp, my brother and I. We were I, I, probably about four or five, I was. And I had a swimming pool and in our yard. And so all the, the neighborhood children would swim there. And one of the girls had left a shirt. And my grandmother had washed it and put it on the dryer. And so this day that we were getting ready for day camp, I was kind of running behind because that's in my nature to run late. And so I just, I saw the shirt on the dryer and I grabbed the shirt and I threw it on and I didn't think anything about it. I liked it. It was, you know, it it was crazy because it was just like a plain white cotton shirt with like yellow fringe. But I got to the, the car and my grandmother, and I love my grandmother, and this is not a reflection of anything but her ignorance of just how, you know, uh, ignorance in, in being uneducated. But she got very angry of the fact that I was wearing a quote-unquote girl's shirt. And again, I was about four years old and, you know, pulled me out of the car, took the shirt off of me, you know. And from that moment on, and I tell that story because that for me was the defining moment of, okay, there's something wrong with me. And there wasn't, and there still isn't, but I was made to feel that way. And that moment that probably lasted about five minutes in her life, and my brother has no memory of it, but that that moment lasted and dictated my self-confidence for the next 35 years of my life. And I lived in fear of ever experiencing that sort of, you know, this is someone I love, someone I trust, and here they are screaming at me, you know, ripping off my shirt, and I have no idea why. I have absolutely no idea. All I hear is, you know, that's a girl's shirt, and you never do this again, and blah, blah, blah. And, and you know, so fear is learned, and fear is taught. And and so I just wanted to share that with you because I thought what you were saying was was very important that it's not, you know, I, I wasn't born being afraid of being transgender. Right. Um, I was taught to be afraid of being a transgender person. So we just need to teach people that we're not bad. I but yeah. But then again, we we all know there's humans, <laughs> and then there's Robot Larry, who has this, his own Walmart aisle. That's my own Walmart Target aisle. <laughs> I'm going to get my own aisle in everything. Kroger's, the whole nine yards. 
God. I'm only in here for... I'm going to call ahead and be like, I'm only coming in for this. Set my aisle up. <laughs> they have that now. Yeah, it's called uh, Amazon Prime. <sighs> yeah. I want the instant gratification to go in and buy it. Hey, uh, that's what no, it's Amazon it. Prime Plus. You, you I have that. that. You call them up and they'll go and pull the groceries and set them aside for you. You could do that? Oh, that's true. Yeah, you can do that. You can do it like yeah. Sam's. And, and Best things. Buy, and, uh, like, you know, customer. there Costco and... Uh-oh. <laughs> Thanks for giving him uh, those ideas, guys. <laughs> I know Whole Foods does it. No. But I don't have $1,000 to spend on a yeah, no, chocolate I don't chip so. cookie. I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. Then you just don't love your belly. <laughs> I don't. Look at he it. Does, he does love his belly. <laughs> but, I mean, I think like as far as stuff that I wanted to share today, I think I, I've i covered all my topics. If anybody has any other questions, like... You know. no. Yeah, we do. Yeah, one one other thing we need to cover: guest room. Ah, oh, guest oh room. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, by the way, I make movies. <laughs> I you know, that. like I heard that somewhere. It's weird, yeah. I know. And you had a screening too. And yeah, and yeah, oh yeah, several, right? We have we we've had several screenings. Yeah, I was gonna say. Um, we had the Atlanta premiere. Um, and for those of you listening, we're in Atlanta. So that was kind of a, a big deal. And um, we had that down at Seven Stages here in Atlanta. Um, and that was at the uh, Buried Alive uh, Film Festival. That's a, one of my favorite uh, film festivals. Um, been going into it for years and um, just fun. Bunch of guys, really good guys who run it. And um, so Guest Room uh, premiered. And Guest Room is a one-minute horror short. And... Uh, you know, it's one minute. It's one minute. Wow. Hey, how how do you? It's a well. I guess you, you can do it with commercials. I guess you could do it with a horror movie. Yeah. I mean, they do have those two line horror stories. Yes. So. Yeah. So. Um. Basically. Cinematic equivalent, I'm assuming. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Basically, the the tagline is. Um, where the log line is Elizabeth wants to get a good night, uh, good night's sleep if it wasn't for her husband's restless hands. So well, there could, you go. That that's be, the setup. That would be a porno. <laughs> 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 so, so little you could say about a one-minute movie without giving everything away. Right. Right. Well, it's set in a house. Maybe. <laughs> I'm assuming from the title. Could be a hotel. That's a guest room. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. But yeah, so it's a one minute movie and we, you know, and, and we just kind of wanted, you know, we like making movies and it's been a while, you know, <laughs> since we, we made Morningside and it was cheap and easy. Yeah. And this was one of those Orson Welles projects, right? You wrote, directed. And uh, yeah, I wrote, I wrote it. I directed it. I produced it. I edited it. I did the sound editing. I did the coloring. I did the special effects, not the physical effects. I did the digital effects. Uh, Jeff Burdett, um, who's a friend of ours, um, he did the um, physical makeup on set. Um, and yeah, yeah. And So you weren't involved at all? No, no, I, I, I wasn't even there, to be honest with you. I was, I was at Target. You were in my aisle, were you? No, I was in the bathroom. No. Just, just, that's where we hang out, just in case you didn't know. Do I have to make reservations? But, yeah, so it's a, you know, it's just a fun little horror film, and then um, I'm working... Um, I was hired on to do effects for a new project... 
Um, I don't know how much I can talk about it, but you can I was, say who's involved with it then. Yeah, well, uh, so my um, production partner Chris Etheridge is uh, dir- directing it. It was written by a friend of ours, uh, Michael Harper, and it's uh, starring people. You know, um, it's not an animal film, and um, I was hired to do uh, digital effects. There's conflict. There's a protagonist and an antagonist. Yes, yes, and there's a catalyst and an ending. And uh, there's a beginning, a middle, and an end. Yeah, some drama in there. No, maybe a little. No, no. See, now you're pushing. Now you're pushing the budget there. (laughs) Yeah, I can't do that. Cost too much drama. And um, yeah, so I was hired to do effects for that, and then unfortunately, one of the producers had to drop out. So I kind of. I am now uh, uh, also producing it, and um, yeah, and we start shooting 10, 14-hour days. <laughs> this, is so, a, this is the Under the Blue Dust banner. Um, yeah? No? You, know, uh, you know, I'm not really sure. It, it may, I, I, it may I think, be. I thought uh, Chris said it was, but... Yeah. I, 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 you know, it may. Like, you know, um, we've established in the past... On this show and in many interviews, I really don't know a lot of stuff that's going on. <laughs> like, I just, like, I'm more focused on, like, the art side and less on the industry side. And, you know, and Chris, God bless him, he, that's his thing as far as, like, he knows. Safe to say, though, from the people who brought you Attack of the Morning Side Monster. Yeah, yeah, um... Yeah, I would say probably at least I know at least seventy percent of the crew, uh, if I can say that. There's at least three uh, people involved. Yeah. So, so and uh, that's uh, that's all I got going right now. All right. Yeah, we never have anything going. So. No. Uh, no. I have, ugly, have... I have ugly sweater Saturdays going on next month. So. Well, you have a brewery and you have um, uh, your your film that you just did, so don't sell yourself short there. We still had to finish that one. Yeah, it's, it's only partially done. Which you're more than welcome to come today, too. Uh, yeah, maybe. Um, like I said, I'm going to be out if of If it doesn't follow it in the borders of making a real movie. When do you start filming? Uh, you Wednesday. This coming Wednesday? This Wednesday, oh, yeah. Wow. And we'll be filming up through the 11th. Of December, of yeah, this, 2016. So this is going to be uh oh, I like that. Is this that. going to be the first leg of shooting, or is this going to be shooting? Uh, this wood. No, no this is wood. Knocking on Larry's head. Um, yes. Hopefully, this is this is everything. Um, but those that's of, definitely you. Yeah, those of you in film know that's oh. never a guarantee. No, it's not. Oh, that's my sound guy. Oh, Harvey just hit you up? No, no, the other sound guy. Oh, Skip. Well, then uh, I will call I him. I said the same message twice. No, it Apparently happens. he's going to upload the sound files. So yeah. Oh, cool. That's All right, well. Riveting entertainment. Then uh, I will say uh, thank you for showing us, Daisy. It was wonderful to be able to thank hear you. to hear this and, and, and educate our, our listening audience. Our listener in New Jersey. Our uh, listener in New Jersey. <laughs> Uh, and we have a listener up in New Jersey that's listening to everything. Oh. Unless it's you. I'm proxy pinging. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm still like stealing bandwidth from my brother up in Jersey. There you go. Uh, but yes, thank you very much. We've all learned something really great 
uh, and and uh, here, and uh, we wish you well on all your future endeavors. Thank you. And tune in next week for our normal filth and trash. <laughs> tune in next week or in two weeks for our normal filth and trash. Oh my God. We'll be right back to our normal crap soon enough. <laughs>And there it is. Very enlightening and interesting. Chris and I are very happy to call Stacy a friend and colleague. We hope to have her on many, many more times. She is a wonderful person and full of great information. For all of us at Achieving Rally the Podcast, this is Larry saying, not everyone different is bad. Take a minute to think before you act. See you next week. Good day, all you Achieving Rally the Podcast listeners. It's time for a new taste in beer. You have a dedicated palate and love great flavor in your beers. Well, Ironmonger Brewing is for you. We use the best ingredients around for our beers. We use less common hop varieties and small production malters to give you amazing flavors in every style of our beers. Ask your local to grab a keg or two so you can have some. Ironmonger Brewing where flavor is forged.